Welcome to another episode of the Unapologist Podcast, where the best PD happens in your backyard. Tonight, we have the winner of the Coke versus Pepsi debate, Christopher Paulson. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Vito, if I'm Coke versus Pepsi, you know what you are? What am I? Your movie theater, Mr. Pib, bud, with a little <laughs> bit of strawberry. And I love it. Uh, everyone thinks they love it till they have a sip and then they toss in the garbage. Thank you. Vito McKenzie. Oh, you're, too, you're too hard on yourself. It's the imitation. Why would you go with Mr. Pib? Like, just get the Dr. Pepper call today. <laughs> this is like the worst intro for this particular episode, actually. Yeah, but it I really love is. It. it really is. How are we doing on that end, Chris? Oh, Vito, we're doing really good. We're doing really good. We're working hard. Um, you know, at this point in uh, in our school year, you know, we're through the September excitement that students and grads have this year. And it's it's real. I mean, like, it's real. And people are starting to, oh, wait a minute, like... I have a test every week. I have an assignment to do. And so there's a lot of students who are working really hard. There's a lot of teachers who are working really hard. And uh, I just hope that I'm supporting them as best as I can. How are you doing, sir? Uh, well, I, I'm along the same sentiment as you. We are definitely uh, feeling November tired here at the end of October there. But you know what? I've been very fortunate that I've had some wonderful students who have just been given her and... The, the thing is, every, by every Wednesday, you just see it in their faces. They're just so tired. And, yep. you know, back to our episode of Michael Bernard's Let a Sleeping Student Sleep. Like, I've I just been doing that. And sometimes I ask them as well, can you just let me sleep here up at the front too? And, and the answer <laughs> is no. <laughs> I still have a job to do. But you know what? Vito, no one wants to hear about why us. Why are we talking? Why, why are we talking still? I don't even know. I, I, I think we, like, it's been going too long because... We got a guest tonight, Chris. Oh, buddy. We, oh, we got, got a guest. guest. We, we we brought this guest on because, boy, oh, boy, we, we need to learn something about this right now. We have somebody here who is a registered dietitian nutritionist and teacher nutrition coach. So get this. She teaches exhausted, overwhelmed educators, not that that's any of us, right, to break bad oh. habits by replacing them with realistic and sustainable healthy habits. She believes that when you are fueled with a balance of nutritious, delicious, and fun foods, you'll be better and be an energetic, passionate, and confident educator, both in and out of the classroom. What's not to love about that? She guides teachers to view nutrition as a fundamental aspect of self-care, to build time-saving habits while effortlessly eating for both physical and and mental health without dieting. She is the wife of an international middle school teacher, worked with educators in schools all around the world to prioritize all aspects of teacher health and well-being. My goodness, Chris, tonight on the show we have Bree Belden. Bree, welcome, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Bree. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, well, we, we are just saying hey, thanks for coming on. We're excited. Like, yeah, yeah. With that credential and the bio behind that, like we want to just dive into this right now because <laughs> I, I, I'm Bob. So every educator we have on here has a story. Can you take us on your journey from the first spark of teaching to where you are now? Yeah. So I am always totally open about. I'm not a teacher. I have never worked in a classroom. Um, but where working with teachers came from is kind of 
personal, I guess. Um, my husband's a teacher, as I mentioned, and just like we've been together since college. So I saw his journey through student teaching and through trying to get that first job. And then especially just like the intensity that it takes when we started, like he was at a public school in the U.S. and then we moved internationally. And just from seeing the toll that teaching took on his health, it was pretty hard to watch, right? Like as someone in the health and fitness field, I'm like, like, you know, like, how is this happening? And how, like, luckily, you know, with my training and just like how we did things at home, like he, he was okay. And like, we made some changes, but I just found that teachers really are such givers and they give, 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 and often there's nothing left for themselves. So basically I decided that I was going to create my own job and take my training as a dietitian and what I had worked with, with patients and clients in a bunch of different settings and like really customize that to support teachers. And that's neat. And there's a few threads I want to pull from that story. You said, I'm not a teacher, but you're teaching teachers. So I, 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 I think that would be fair to say that you definitely have that, that journey within you. And um, the, the dietitian part. So you are a registered dietitian. And um, where was that credential? Just because I know the requirements are different in different places. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering what, uh, what, what the education was on that. Yeah, sure. So I um, am registered to practice in the United States. And so I have a bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics. And then I did my dietetic internship. So that's often like people get really confused, like, wait, like, what's the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist? And like, what's the difference? And I know in because you, you're in Canada, and it's, it's very similar there, too, where there's kind of this debate always going on, um, where <laughs> then to be a dietitian, you have to do an internship for at least a year, yeah, which, you know, kind of like student. Yeah. So like, it's like student teaching, right? Where you just have to go in and like be thrown into it and, and do all that in a bunch of different settings. So I've done that. And then I also have a master's degree in health and wellness coaching. Oh, amazing. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I was just wondering if that, that whole, you needed that one year internship as well um, mm-hmm. yep. to, to do it as well. So it's an intense process mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to lay to our guests here. Like this is not, you know, hey, I looked up a few books and, you know, throw some herbs at it now. I'm good. <laughs> like this is, this is, this is some yes. serious, there's some serious science behind what you study. Uh, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that, that's awesome. That, that's amazing. Um, that's what I wanted to really bring out there. What I really liked about your journey here too, is that, you know, you, you came in and said, well, it's actually personal. And you say, like, I saw what this constant giving was doing to a person that I care about. And I don't know how many like, spouses of teachers, friends of teachers, children of teachers are like also watching that. And then especially over the past couple years with, with the global pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting that like you saw it happen. Like this isn't something, it's not like, it's not like a fairy tale. Oh, teachers don't really take care of themselves, but you said it right there. You know, there's such givers that oftentimes the person who, who loses out because of that is the teacher themselves. Um, And I thought that was like, like, wow, because how often in, in the field of education, you know, do people not feel seen? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it is like teachers are, I think the most selfless people I know. 
Oh, oh completely, especially Vito and I. With a, in fact, we won, we won the selfless award. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! I'm getting fired tomorrow. So, uh, you and and, and uh, let's keep going on that. So, y- your focus is on educator nutrition. So, you mm-hmm. saw it in your personal life, and said, "Okay, this is going to be my this is my area. I'm going to explore it." And kind of what uh, tell tell us more, lead us more into that. Like you, you just was it just my 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 partner, my husband was burning out and other teachers were doing this or like can you dive Mm -hmm. into that a bit more yeah sure and i like from basically like where the business came from and this idea and this focus on teachers also kind of came out of necessity where we were moving internationally and for me it just it kind of through like I was working in diabetes education before, so you can't really do that online, or at least at that point, it didn't really exist. So I had to create my own thing. And as I'm sure you found too, like, you know, with podcasting or any business, you have to niche down, right? So it's like, okay, nutrition is so broad. There's so many different aspects. Like, where does my skill set best fit? Where does that passion lie? And just, I was like, it needs to be on teachers because it is so specific. It is so different where teachers, they I think they need like a kind of something refreshing when it comes to nutrition because also what I had seen when I was researching this and diving into this idea, looking at PDs and resources on teacher self-care, it's often all it says like eat a balanced diet or eat healthy, right? Like when you're going through like these trainings, <laughs> right? Exactly. Which so it's like, okay, great. But like, what does that actually mean? And how do you tell someone to do that without, you know, I don't know, it just, I found a lot of issues and how it had been being presented. So I wanted to do it in a more refreshing and realistic way. I just got to say too, big vibrate there. Uh, just asking yourself the question, like, where does my skill set lie? Like that's a that's a huge question to ask at whatever profession you're in. Um, I think that's a massive ask. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. All right. And I don't know if we mentioned, but uh, our guest today, Bree, Bree's coming to us from South Korea. So mm-hmm. listeners, uh, we're 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 big time international tonight. Yeah. <laughs> huge. Yes. Yes. Huge. <laughs> so so let's dive into that then, because you're right. You know have a healthy diet does that mean i eat three pounds of wings instead of five like uh, let's uh what 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 are some of the pitfalls you do see educators taking in terms of the nutrition mm-hmm. so i think especially this time of the year actually okay let me back up the first thing is that the biggest pitfall or challenge teachers face is the year is in different segments right there's the fall, which is getting back into school year, things are stressful, chaotic, all over the place. And then there's winter break, right? Where we relax, things look a lot different. Then through the grind of the spring and then it's summer break. So at all of those four different times of the years, there are different struggles that people face where they're on holiday mode, they're in break mode, they're in grind mode, right? So it's, it's really hard to be consistent when it comes to teachers eating healthy. So I think that's the first one is just the element of consistency and navigating how our habits change when our schedules change and teachers, you know, schedules change all the time. And then on top of that, during the school day, you have no control over your schedule for the most part. So how do we navigate that? Uh, 
you you hit a big 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 point right there thank you yeah you're right i i've never had it elucidated in such a way that yeah every season has a different challenge added to it and we can never well, be consistent for a whole year oh that's that's great it's a big vibe for me all right so we got this wild schedule then that's going on and so what are some of the bad habits that get associated with this schedule that you've seen mm -hmm. so let's talk about maybe like the schedule during the school day okay yes Okay, so Please. schedule during the school day is the number one thing that, and pe coming from a dietitian, people are like, wait, like this is really what you want me to work on is eating enough. I find teachers are significantly underfed and not eating enough during the day at all. Because especially with this whole intermittent fasting fad, people might not start eating until noon or 11 or even just out of busyness, you know, if you're getting kids out the door, if, you know, having to get stuff done in the morning, catching up on stuff that you didn't finish last night, right? Mornings are chaotic so often, whether intentionally or unintentionally, breakfast might get skipped or it might be a quick run through Starbucks or candy bar or muffin, you know, whatever it may be. And then, you know, if you have time to sit down and have lunch or grab a few bites, you know, by that time you get home from school or at the end of the school day, if you find that you are exhausted, and starving, not only is it because your day is draining, teaching is a very high energy profession, but because you probably just aren't eating enough. And I, that's often the first step that I have my clients and I work through my program is like, let's make sure that you are fueling your body, like fuel for the kids, fuel for yourself. Because if you're not putting enough energy in the tank, you're going to physically burn out at the end of the day. And I also find like on days where I know that I haven't eaten enough. Like when I'm cooking dinner at home, I feel like I'm, I'm snacking even as I'm preparing the dinner and I'm, and I'm filling myself with things before I'm going to have an actual meal. Yeah, exactly. And that after school snacking is, is a real <laughs> challenge. It can be strategic and I, you know, there's definitely ways we can approach it in a balanced way. But um, guilty. Let's yeah. let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, I, I yes. feel like let's let's just end the episode right now because <laughs> I am just like looking in a mirror right now. Oh <laughs> uh, no! But it's but it's true. You're absolutely right. I can you know I can tell you like you know you can almost plan for it. You're like okay, I know my Wednesday is going to be like that, so I I know mm -hmm. I'm not going to eat that much that day, or I know mm -hmm. I'm not going to. So I I think that's a really interesting point about. Um, just making sure you're eating enough. And mm -hmm. then, I mean, that's definitely got to be married with eating enough and like also the right types of things too. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Can, can we, can we get into that then as well? Mm -hmm. So teachers are not eating enough Any anything else or what kinds of things should we be eating in the day? When should we be? There's a whole lot mm -hmm. we can unpack here. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll let yeah. you just kind of do your thing. Cause you're the expert. So with that, I, I love what you're saying where it's like you can plan for, you know, some days, whether you have lunch duty or whether you have meetings that are taking up your prep hours or, you know, whatever it may be that comes up of just acknowledging, okay, today's going to be hard to eat. So what I recommend having is if you can have like a snack drawer or like in your backpack or in your bag of just kind of some quick energy boosting snacks. And the key when it comes to having more energy and getting through the day without being famished is to really focus on fiber. And which maybe what I'm saying with that is like eat carbs, but healthy carbs. So carbs that are packed with the fiber. So, cause the last thing teachers need is to, you know, like, okay, Bree said eat carbs. So 
you know, you grab a pack of crackers or a sandwich or whatever it may be, where then it's if it's mostly carbs, your blood sugar is going to go up. So you're going to feel great for maybe 30 minutes or so. And then in a few minutes, you can't get your head up off your desk because you're exhausted because your blood sugars have taken this dip. So what the fiber does in choosing like these healthy carbs is then you get the energy from the carbs, but it doesn't cause that spike and crash. So that not only does that help with your appetite, so you feel full and you're like, okay, I got this. I can do this. But then you have the energy that lasts with it. I, I love the big vibe there. Focus on fiber. And, and you just like illustrated perfectly why. You know, we don't we, we we can't be we can't be working in 30 minute intervals of 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 explode and crash and explode and crash and explode and crash. We need something with longevity in, a, in an industry like education where, you know, it doesn't matter if you're tired. You still have a class in front of you and there's still 75 minutes left in it. Um, <laughs> I really think that that's that's a huge vibe for me. The focus on fiber. Um, really, really think that's an important point. Like, again, I, I tie this back to like the experience of being a teacher, you know, teaching comes with the classroom stuff too, but then there's the coaching aspect. There's the mentoring aspect. There's the staff meetings. There's the, this, there's the, that, and your day becomes extended and you need to be mm-hmm. able to, to be there. Cause you can't, you know, you can't bring a picnic basket to school with, with, you know, like $75 worth of food every day. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> <laughs> but, but actually, I don't know. There's something you mentioned that I, I want to get back to, and that's fads. And mm-hmm. obviously being in your, in your field, you probably see fads come up so often that it just drives you insane. So what are some other like fads that are just like, just, just ignore it and just, mm-hmm. You know, to talk to us about what good food is and not mm-hmm. fad dieting. Mm-hmm. So I'd say fads first to go into that is lately what I've seen is yeah, a lot of intermittent fasting, a lot of keto, which is just like come in waves over the past probably 10 years or so, um, which is like no carbs or very low carbs eating um, paleo and like whole 30 where it's very focused on clean eating. And that one I have more of an issue with because I think it's very, what's the word, like almost elitist where it's like, oh, I'm only eating clean food. So the the food that everyone else is eating is dirty, which, you know, kind of gets into a lot of other issues. So I just don't like the word of that at all. Um, Yeah, I think fads, those are probably the three main ones that I have gotten questions about. And And oh, wait, one more is dieting apps. That, that, that's good to know that you've seen the other side of that and we cannot mm-hmm. be sucked into the advertising of it. So uh, much, much appreciated. I, what I think is really interesting too, the point you brought up about like this idea of like, well, if you're not eating clean, are you eating dirty? Um, season one, we had Brooke McMillan on the show who is, um, she, she's a, she's a, she's a foods teacher. She's a, uh, like a, a wellness coach. Uh, she's actually just like the most fantastic person you could ever meet. And she was saying the whole thing about having like positive relationships with food and not thinking about it in terms of like, oh, this is bad and that's awful and evil and the, oh, but this is good. Um, and, and I really like that, like that is echoed in exactly what you're saying too, about being mindful of the fads, because, you know, when we have this kind of negative relationship with food, we're really blocking ourselves off. Um, and I, and, and so I really appreciate that. That was a big vibe for me. 
Yeah, and I I love that you've heard that message because often some people they like when they first hear that they don't understand like oh like I thought food is either like we should only be eating this or that and it it does become kind of it's a you know it's a mindset and it is it does take time to kind of digest and figure out what that means but yeah I am a huge advocate for not demonizing food or not putting food on a pedestal like food is food it has no value you're not a good person because you ate good today you're not a bad person because you ate bad today like the foods that we eat like have absolutely no worth to like our worth as a human so so we're we're already down this path then so like uh, how, how do we change our mindset about food then because i think as educators you know our, our mindset is okay i've only had like like you know i've had six cups of coffees and a muffin and that's horrible i'm a horrible human being how can we change our mindset mm -hmm. i think the first step is just to give yourself some grace and to say you know what like it's okay. It's been a hard day. This this is what I could do today. And like, just give yourself that permission. Like some days are going to be hard, but then try to watch those thought patterns. If, and if you're telling yourself, I'm bad, I'm horrible. Like I shouldn't have done that. I'm just saying, you know what? Like, and I always say like, talk to yourself like you would a friend, right? If a friend came to you and said, I'm horrible because look at what I did today. You can't, like, hey, like, no, like look at these great things you did today. Like, that's okay. You know, of just, of first of just watching that self-talk that is going on. And then the second step is just figure out, okay, like what, what could I do to make myself feel better? What could I do that would make the day a little bit better of just figuring out really small things that you could work on that would kind of stop that pattern if it does become a habit. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I like that. The, the self-talk, talk, talk to yourself in the same way you would talk to a friend. I, I, I like that a lot. That's, that, that, that's huge. Um, I think because we can get wrapped up in that. So good. So let's 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 help me let's help me plan my day then. So I'm I'm getting ready for for school tomorrow, and mm -hmm. you know how, where do I start? Because you know we, we want to plan. We're big planners on this mm -hmm. show. Yes, mm -hmm. love planning, love planning. Okay, so I would start with and. Like one of the first things I love is yes, like with everything being so overwhelming, it's like, well, now I have to figure out what I'm eating on top of this and it has to be healthy. Like it can be very overwhelming. So the one thing that I would start with, okay, like let's look at the low hanging fruit. Like what is one thing that you know is a challenge for you? What is within reach? What is something you can see? And what is one thing that you think you'd want to work on? Write that down and photocopy a whole bunch of times. What's like, what's one thing I like? What's thing I, what I need to, I, I really like that. That's tangible. That's tangible right there. <laughs> That's the point. I like yes, yes, and and doable and doable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not let me mm -hmm. like okay, get up at five thirty in the morning or go at five in the morning, and then you know start to get the oven going and and prep while you're doing your you know your Zuma class and getting your four hours of meditation in. <laughs> you know, no, I I, I love that. Drinking your that. water. Well, drinking your water. <laughs> Drink that damn water. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so can I ask some specifics then, uh, if, you, yeah. if you don't mind me, like firing away mm -hmm, here? Please. Okay, so teachers, many, many of us live on coffee for the for the day. Mm -hmm. What should be, we be aware of with our coffee intake? Should we just mm -hmm. should we just be like limited, have more water? I know we kind of joke about that, or yeah. should we like like what, should we all be what? transitioning to matcha tea? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm drinking coffee right now, so Love no it. judgment against coffee. But what I think is for teachers, what's most important to be aware of is two things is number one, that different people have different ways that their body processes the caffeine in the coffee. And while some people might say, oh, I can have a cup of coffee and go to bed, that's just what they might think. I would probably argue against that. Um, but most people, <laughs> I, I recommend stopping caffeine after 12 p.m. 
because it can take okay. up to 10 hours for your body to process that caffeine. And just, again, t- t- you guys need your energy, right? So of having something that is as simple as stopping coffee or even switching to decaf in the afternoon, like if you still like the taste and the habit, that's fine. I've switched to decaf in the afternoon if you can, because it will really positively impact your sleep. So okay. that's All just right. absolutely huge for me because I have like, I mean, like I, I can, I can proudly say that like, I only have about 17 or 18 cups of coffee. No, I'm just kidding. I, 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 I sometimes like, I'm not even like, I'm, I couldn't say that I'm even a once a day cup of coffee type of guy, mm-hmm. but I know there are some times where, you know, just because of, again, the scheduling and the busy day that I'm getting my cup of coffee and it's like one twenty-five in the afternoon. And then I wonder mm-hmm. why I feel crappy the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely could be why it's just the, the timing wise of it. Not so, for some people, it's not so much the amount. It's just the timing. All right. So what are some good power foods for teachers then? Because we're always up and uh, on the go on, on the, uh, going around. What, 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 what are your, some of your suggestions for that, that snack box in our lunch? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one that I love and it's easy, especially, you know, seasonal right now, but even just fruit of keeping some fruit around, whether that is apples, oranges, banana, you know, like, because often fruit, it's kind of packaged in a single portion size. I grab an apple, grab a banana, grab an orange, whatever it may be that's in fruit tends to be very affordable and accessible um, in some places. So that can be a great option. The other one that I love is like packs or like a jar again depending on school rules this is something that i'm very aware of but of like trail mix or nuts because then especially it has some like the dried fruit in there and different nuts and it's nice and crunchy salty but if you are if your school like if you're carrying this at school and your school has nut rules you just want to make sure that it you know is consistent with that and it wouldn't intentionally cause any harm um so that's a fruit trail mix i also love if you can find like a decent quality granola bar that isn't basically a sugar or that isn't a candy bar so i'm just kind of checking some food labels can help with that but one that again has like more nuts more seeds we're talking about fiber right so of looking for some higher fiber bars those can be a good go-to um what are some other favorites yeah it really depends on the person i've been on a big edamame kick lately Mm-hmm. Which are like the soybeans. You can mm-hmm. either like cook those before where they're just steamed and you can just eat like the beans or you can actually buy them where they're roasted and they're just nice and crunchy. And those are an awesome snack. So I think those are probably my top four go-tos. I I really like, um, you said in there too, and I actually have it as a big vibe. You, you kind of, as an offhand comment, but it was actually like profound. Uh, like, check the labels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. That's a big, that's a big vibe. Um, you know, how often have you thought, oh, I'm super excited because I'm, I got this healthy thing. And then like all of a sudden you turn to the back and you're like, well, actually it turns out I haven't. Um, <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. And one thing I'd like to add is again, of cause I know food labels for some people can be very overwhelming and it's just one more stress or one more thing to have to worry about when you're at the grocery store and crunch on time. But, and that's why I said, like, depending on what your goals, you're like, you know what, I just want to Take care of my hunger during the day. I just need some more energy. And then just when you're comparing two products, just look at the fiber. Ignore everything else. You know, even if you just look at one thing, don't get stressed about the calories, the fat, the sugar, sodium, whatever it is. Like, I honestly like a good starting point. Because, again, low-hanging fruit, what's doable, what's realistic is just focus on that fiber. Focus on the fiber. Focus on the fiber. You heard it here, teachers. Focus on the fiber. Fiber. And that's good because if I can 
peel back the my, my lunchbox for a second, listeners, you get to hear it. You know, my, my snack's always an apple, a banana, and dry cereal. Dry cereal is my jam when it comes to snack food, and 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 I think I always just go with whatever my kids have at that point. It's Cheerios at this point, but um, it's good to know. Maybe I'll stick, get get to look at the label again for a more high fiber one uh, that goes along with that. But uh, right now, you know what? I, I want to play a bit of devil's advocate because as mm-hmm. Chris knows, I'm a jerk face jerk. And <laughs> all, all my students know too. Um, so I, I, I'm a teacher. I'm planning, teaching, coaching, organizing, volunteering. And that's before I even get home to my family. H- how can that teacher even start to think and act differently about nutrition? Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. And that is a valid situation that I think most teachers are in where it does feel like it is one more thing. I would, on the flip side, encourage you to say, okay, these things that you're doing as a teacher, as a parent, as a volunteer, as a coach of looking at what type of person do you want to be in that role, right? Of how, how are these roles aligning with your values, your purpose, you know, things that give you meaning in life and to give your best to that you probably want to be fed. You want to nourish your body, right? Otherwise, you're going to be cranky. Otherwise, you're not going to be fully present. Otherwise, it is going to be more challenging. So I'm trying to think, okay, I am doing all this because these are important to me. But how can I ensure that I'm doing this in the best way for to get the most out of it, if that makes sense, of kind of flipping how we approach nutrition around, where it's using it as a, a way that we are allowing ourselves to do this instead of a chore on top of everything else. You know, maybe the alternative is a is a quality of life thing and what kind of quality mm-hmm. of life we want to have, um, because, you know, what are we putting ahead of smart shopping? What are we putting ahead of making a good lunch? What are we putting ahead of smarter snacks? Um, you know, because I, I don't I don't know, like. That's a tough one for me because I'm, I'm, you know, a terrible snacker. I even, I shared on this show already with you mm-hmm. that, you know, I do the pre-dinner snack and I mean, I can tell Vito right now, my lunch today was nothing. I did not eat at work today at all. And I didn't drink any water at work either today. I literally didn't eat or drink today between eight, 10 and three. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, like what did I choose above that? You know, so it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a hard uh, like that's a hard, that's a hard sell to not, to not focus on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what, what are there, what are some other common, I guess, uh, and, and the teachers that you coach, what are, what are some other common ailments or bad habits that you see or misalignments? I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. that's, that's going uh, on. Yeah. So I think a big one also It kind of goes in the snacking that we talked about is, and as we approach Halloween and the holiday season, is sugar. So remember, sugar is not bad. No food is good or bad. But what happens is I will hear teachers come to like, Brie, I am addicted to sugar. I can't stop. I get home. I have, you know, maybe it is a candy bar. Maybe it's a dessert. Stopping you know, through the baker on the way home, whatever it may be. But 
And especially during, you know, even during the teaching day, if there's candy around and you're grabbing a piece here and there, right, where it, it sees teachers tend to really struggle with sugar. And well, Sorry, why do you think that is? Why do you think teachers really struggle with that? So I think two thing, reasons is first is that it's it's in our environment, right? Like especially if it is in a bowl on, in front of your desk or, you know, when you walk in an office and there's a bowl of candy there, like it's kind of just all around us. And even if at home, like it, we can't, when we see it, we want it and there's nothing wrong with that, right? But then I think the second reason is, again, probably from not eating enough during the day, our brains know that sugar is energy. It's quick, easy energy. And it does trigger cravings when we are not eating enough. So it, it's natural and there's nothing in it. That's why, again, like when I, I think before when you asked me, like, what's a good first thing to say? It's like, have some self-compassion. You know what? Like, it's okay. It's okay if you want to eat sugar. It's okay if you if you crave sugar. There's nothing wrong with you. But there are things that you can do to have more control over it. Wow. Wow. So if, if people want to kind of follow you and look you up and, and learn more from you, where can they find you? Uh, mo I'm most active on Instagram. I hang out on there, put up trainings and make all these cute little graphics to explain and, and teach things. So I am on Instagram at Nutrition for Teachers. Nutrition for teachers. All right. And, and it's one of those kind of things you posted. You post kind of these tips there uh, on your Instagram account as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where everything goes up. Nice. Very yeah, nice. It, it, it's awesome. I've been I've been following for a while now. And there are some like, I'm just like, ooh, you just got called out, Chris. <laughs> and others that I'm like, I, ha I did that. I did that. No, it's super good. It's super high quality, high end video. It's awesome. You got to you got to check out Brie on Instagram, everybody. So in your opinion, then, uh, what do you think? educators should be unapologetic about in their practice i'm sure you hear this often but i think it comes down to taking care of yourself and i know it is hard because as a giver and as being in service to others it is hard to realize that you need to feel yourself so whether it does come down to healthy eating or being active or resting or setting boundaries you know any element of self-care i do think that is something that is extremely essential for educators to not apologize for taking the time, the energy and, you know, putting that towards themselves, because ultimately that is going to improve almost every aspect of your life. When you are taking care of yourself, then you can give to others. Vito. Chris. Vito. Chris. Um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just a little bit blown away right now. I, I really, I really, uh, I feel like, I have a bit of a, a toolkit here um, going forward. I hope our listener has that too. But you know what time it is? Vito. Don't tell me. I'm going to tell it, you what time is it, it is. Is it, it really? Is the, it is. It's the Pulsing Points. Oh, listeners, we have Brie Belden on the show tonight. And I don't know about you, but I am uh, – I almost feel like I'm ready to like start trying to take care of myself in terms of my, my intake. Um, so let's just jump into it. Pulse and point number one, uh, teachers, people recognize that you are such givers. It's, I, I thought that was so cool that that is recognized, not just by people in our industry, but people who are outside as well. Um, but we also know that we don't always take care of ourselves. Uh, and that's something we need to be mindful of. Pulse and point number two, my friends, uh, be mindful of the different segments of the year and how we consume differently on them. And, and remember that consistency is key throughout that. Um, let's make sure we're eating enough and the right types of things. Let's be mindful of the fads and try to cultivate a positive relationship with food. And of course, that fifth pulse and point, 
Breeze snack box, my friend. Fill that snack box with fruit, trail mixes, and nuts if you're able to, quality granolas, and her pick this year is edamame. So check that out. But hey, we also have the big vibes. Um, you know, ask yourself where your skill set lies. And I love that for, for teaching. You know, Brie found her skill set in this this unique niche of like, you know, recognizing, oh, educators, and they need nutritional tips that are unique for their industry. Think about that in terms of our industry, too, because that's a, that's a huge vibe for me. And of course, check those food labels. Teachers, check the food labels. And then I think the biggest vibe of the night for teachers, uh, let's focus on the fiber, my friends. Let's focus on the fiber and teachers out there coming from a nutritionist for educators be unapologetic about taking care of yourselves. Listeners, Brie Belden, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. We so appreciate you coming in all the way from South Korea to talk to us and give us some fantastic lessons on how in our industry we can take care of ourselves, especially during these tough times. But you know what? When you're a teacher, it's always tough times. It's always tough. It's always putting in the work, but it's the best work we can do, and we love it. Uh, so thank you so much for helping us take care of us, ourselves. Yes, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Really appreciate that and just the practical uh, lessons we got tonight. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Unapologist podcast. Join us next week when we'll talk with great people, learn new ideas, and tell the story of teaching as it happens. This is Vito and Chris signing off. The Unapologist Podcast.